Welcome to Return to Oswald, uh, season two. I am Derek, and as always, I'm joined by Brandon and Scar. Uh, for those of y'all who are the uninitiated, uh, Scar, that's not his real name, and he's on Twitter as Scarfinger, not The Scarfinger. Yeah, I mean, I'm, my PlayStation name is The Scarfinger, and I think my Steam name is The Scarfinger. Everywhere else, I'm just Scarfinger. And Brandon, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing even better after watching that episode. Okay. <laughs> somebody finally somebody somebody finally captured boy. We had a nice little we had a nice little flashback. We had a nice little flashback that we'll get to uh, or hallucination or thinking scene that proved me and Scar proved me and Scar correct and proved Derek incorrect. I am willing to say that there were moments where the warden was a piece of shit in this episode. I, I don't hesitate now. Um, but, you know, that's because I am open to saying fuck the police at any given moment, no matter what level you're at. Um, I actually thought the warden was better in this episode. I thought he was, you know, we'll get to that. But I thought he was looking back on his past mistakes. I think it, he was really like, he about, the whole time you could tell, you know, with black people, he got this whole he can put all this shit on me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> he can yep. put all this on me. Yeah, that <laughs> happened immediately. And that was fucked up. And I just want to point out real quick that Governor Devlin, here's something that I didn't catch until today. And once I say it, y'all ain't never gonna not see it. Governor Devlin's name prominently has the devil in it. That devil. <laughs> True. That motherfucker is a piece of worky shit. <laughs> I don't even know which level to put him on, but he's that. He's that dude, and I hate him. Shout out to motherfucking Rock, yo. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yo, you know it had I, to be done. Yeah, Baltimore I just. just rock. The, whoa, the moment, whoa, 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 whoa. The moment I saw him, that's the first thing that came in my head. <laughs> and the in the episode with In Vogue. When he walked in, when he walked in, we was like, those who have shall have. Those who can't shall get. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, shout out to Rock who was given the blackest. It wasn't even the blackest name. He was given the oldest name. Like, this is the name that should be in the Bible. Rock, whoa, 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 played Alva Case in this episode. And um, I just want to say before we Why, why did they just name the nigga Alvin? Like, Alva, why did, not Al, like Alva. No, why, why, why didn't they just name him Alvin? Like, he could have just been Alvin. Like, and on we, top of that, they put an H on the end of that shit. And really? Like, what? why is this necessary? Alva. Simon Theodore. <laughs> <sighs> I hate the word right now because now the song is in my head. Whoa, 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 yeah. At some point, you got to put a yeah at the end, Brandon. That's what happens when you can sing. Um, so <laughs> the synopsis, oh, yeah, you got to do that too. But the synopsis by I you got to put it, you got to put a nao on that, John, somewhere. Oh. I can't get the high pitch on the on the nail. 
<laughs> I feel like I feel like that nigga from Boys and Men who was dating Brandy who could never hit the high notes. He tried so hard. No, the the one that was the, the one that was dating Brandy was the one that hit the high notes. That was Wanye. Wanye could not hit high notes. Wanye, Wanye was the one who hit the high notes. Sean hit the high notes. No, that was Wanye. Wanye oh. was his head jerking runs doing runs so he was the one that hit the high notes I, I i saw he was on an episode of quest love supreme they were on an episode of quest love supreme and he's talking about he still got he still got to hit those notes and sometimes for some points. reason i think it's just because sean is skinny i just thought he was the the alto of the group um but yeah so this episode eh, am i allowed to say eh? Um, I thought, okay, my only eh part of it is how quickly the riot was resolved. Like, it was just like, it, it all just got resolved in this episode. Like, okay, everything's done. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, that's it's, what it, would happen. You send the cavalry in, it's going to be nipped no, up in the bud. No, no I mean, like, I'm talking what? about the after effects of, oh. of, of it. Like, all of it was done in this episode, and it was like, all right. As you were. Well, what happened in is you got to remember, this thing probably took like six fucking years, but remember how Oz's time frame works. (laughs) Yeah, they they ain't got no sense of time. (laughs) Right? This probably took six months, which is why Governor Devil was so mad about the shit. Um, Mm -hmm. But the thing that I, I didn't like about this episode, and I mean, I liked it, but it's like saying you liked something in season five of The Wire. I liked it, but it felt like they were just tying up loose ends. I didn't really like The Wire, so... I'm going to ignore what you said that. Um, That they were tying up loose ends from the finale, and so it didn't really move forward anywhere. The Wire's not top ten. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, whatever. Um, I didn't hear that either. Uh, So they're just tying up the loose ends from the first from the season finale at the expense of doing anything that actually moves forward for this season, which I she had to, because they left it on a cliffhanger cliffhanger. And and you're right. They had to, but because it was left on a cliffhanger, they literally could do whatever they wanted. Like we didn't know, like niggas did not know Ross got shot until they were just like, you know what? Ross didn't shine that contract. That nigga got shot. (laughs) That's what I figured happened. They were just like, oh, you ain't going to sign it? Okay, this happened. They were able to write in a whole lot of extra stuff that wasn't really a recap. It was just them putting more on top of... You know, did it, did did I miss something? Because I watched this at work, so I'm I'm like, I got it in like a real small screen, so like, <laughs> you know, don't let work look at me like I'm fucking crazy. But um, did, was there nary a damn picture of Ross? They talked about Ross through this whole episode. They yeah. didn't show, did they, they, did they, they showed him? Because I, I didn't remember actually seeing him at they all. They did like, show hey. him when he was talking to Wellesley and he was like, I own you or something oh, that, like oh, that. Oh, that, mm-hmm. that flashback. So yeah. that we, can get, we can get nothing else. No, you're gonna do that this whole episode. No, I'm not. So, I would do a recap of this, but fuck it. Augustus did an excellent job, and they don't let him talk a lot. So, Oz, the name on the street for the Oswald Maximum Security Penitentiary. Oz, where after months of tension, 
a riot erupted. The unit known as Emerald City was overtaken by its prisoners. The governor ordered his troops to recapture it by any means necessary. When the smoke cleared, literally, six prisoners and two correctional officers were dead. 34 others were injured. Some overcome by the gas. Some from the beatings. Some from rifle wounds. Among those shot, Tim McManus, who invented Emerald City. And some say, ran it into the ground. The rest of the prisoners were moved to Genpak. Except for the riot leaders who were dropped here into solitary. By dawn, peace descended on Oz. Yeah, right. Okay, let me start off by saying, so niggas getting shot is just called rifle wounds now? Like, that's what it, <laughs> rifle wounds? Yeah, niggas got these rifle wounds. <laughs> Dude, them niggas got shot. Like, let's be honest. Niggas got shot. He talking about some rifle wounds. McMahon has got shot in the shoulder. That nigga ain't gonna die. He got shot in the chest. They say he got shot in the chest. But when they showed him getting wheeled in, the hole was in his shoulder. He got shot in the shoulder. Walk that shit off. Chicks dig scars. Just wear a tank top. What a what a what a noble gentleman, man. Also. Also, I will, I will never, I will never get that image of him in the tank top out of my head. Thanks, you fucking jerk. Also, <laughs> I love how Schillinger, after all the work he did to get moved back in the Emerald City, got moved back in the gin pot. <laughs> um, and he's so still as, looking like a deer in headlights right now. Right. Uh, as he said, O'Reilly, Said, and Adebisi got put in the solitary. They didn't show Alvarez like. Did they forget that he was one of the leads in this riot? No. He, well, because he was working in, he the, was, in the medical ward again. Yeah. He, well, no, he was in the medical ward. He wasn't working. He was fucked up. Because remember at the end, he oh, had right, on his they gown. Beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He right. wasn't working. <laughs> he caught some. But, like, let me ask you. Okay. I, we'll probably talk about it when we get there. But, like, they had this motherfucker in the medical ward and like he wasn't handcuffed or nothing? Nope. Nope, because that messes up storyline. So, uh, Governor Devlin, which, yeah. Uh, 
is doing a he right after the recap governor devlin does a press conference and his whole thing is to place blame on the response to the riot solely on warden glenn and his staff <laughs> yo he he was like and yeah when they were talking they were like why did the warden do this and it was like fuck you mean why did the warden do this Bitch, like I'm the warden the warden ain't do a motherfucking thing. Like the he he the warden was the one that was just like, yo, what they asking for is not that crazy. And the and the governor was like, man, fuck that. Fuck them dudes. And so he hired Alva Case to investigate the situation. Uh he said Case is the dean of the law school at Kaufman Ferber University, which that's a name. For people to come up with names, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um also, like I said, his name sounds like the oldest name in the Bible. Y'all can go ahead and look it up to make sure I'm too busy. Um, <laughs> he sounds like, yo, get over around him. <laughs> sound like his uh, friend's name is Clefus and Cleotus. <laughs> um, Devlin is pretty much, as soon as he says the case is on the case, he pretty much tries to bribe case to see things his way. <laughs> and keep like, his hands clean in the deaths of the eight people. He was like, yo, you know, um, you know, I'm I, I know you was the man for this, right? But just in case you need a little bit more motivation. Hey, what I might I'm, need I might need a new attorney general real soon. Like what, real soon. What I'm like, saying is make your next move the best move. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, what did he say? He said something when he was leaving and he uh shit. What did he say when he when he was leaving when the governor was leaving and he changed a, a word to indicate how much money he would make by 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 rolling with the governor on this? I can't remember what he said. Fuck, that's gonna bother me now. It was hmm. it was something he said as as the governor was leaving. He said something, and I was just like, "That's a snaky ass way to say some shit." Yeah, he said, um, as as the warden was walking in, uh, he said to Case, uh, find the truth. Uh, hold on one second. I, I got this one. I got this one, Brandon. Look, watch this. Watch this, motherfuckers. Watch this. Yeah. Come in, warden. We're done. Find the truth, Case. Because the truth. Shall set your fee. <laughs> the truth will set your fee. That's a that's some snaky ass shit. But we know he's a snake. Like yeah. I'm shocked that him and O'Reilly aren't related, but he's a snake in a different kind of way than O'Reilly. Yeah. Devlin is just an evil bastard. Yeah, like, well, see, Devlin is more like a fucking like a cobra. Like he's like Cobra Snake. Yes. O'Reilly, O'Reilly is like brings attention to himself a lot. So I would call him a rattlesnake. Like he brings attention to himself. Like he's a, like a super snake, a, a snake that you don't really want to fuck with. But he brings a lot of attention to himself, and like he gets he gets caught up in the middle of this shit a lot. Now, how he figures out how to get out of it is on some Breaking Bad level shit. Like how how the fuck do you get out of this? And he figures he finds a way. I don't know how, but he finds a fucking way every time. So after that, Case is talking with uh, Warden Glenn. And he's like, yo, you know I'm be investigating everybody, right? 
and Glenn's like, yeah. And Glenn is like, um, and, and Kay says, you know, based on what I find out, you could be fired. And, and Glenn responds like, like you'd be doing yeah. me a fucking favor, man. Yeah, absolutely. He's yeah. just like, you know, like working for this motherfucker, like I'm good. Like d- go ahead, do what you do. Cause this is after they showed a flashback and they show him sitting in the room where when Devlin was like, I'm gonna send the people in, they're gonna fuck this shit up and we're gonna blow it, blow it to pieces and take it, take our prison back. And they and they show him looking back on that moment and they show his face looking all like regretful. Because, because no, he regretted not saying shit or doing shit at that. No, moment. no, no. Right before that, that's when he said, "That's when he said what they're asking for isn't that bad. They're just asking for their conjugal visits and their fucking cigarettes back for the most part, and to be able to speak to the press, like speaking to the press." Eh. But like they're asking for like the shit that you took away from them back. So like, and then the, and then that's when the governor said, "Fuck that! I'm we gonna cut the power, we gonna cut the water, we gonna get them up." You know, like that's when that's when like those those two things happen right after each other. So like that look on his face was a direct result of saying, "Yo, what they want is not that fucking." serious like we can like this is something we can do and we can end this shit right now and the governor was like nah fuck that but him saying that didn't happen when case was talking to him him having that flashback happened when they were at uh when father ray makata that's his last name makata uh was leading memorial for those who had passed and those who were injured uh, that's when Glenn had the the flashback. So it had nothing to do with the conversation he was having with Case. He's just fed up with this bullshit. Like, yo, I try to do everything I can to be a good employee and you sell me up the river. In anybody's life, that will piss you off. That's what he gets. That's why you don't try to be a good employee for people who you know are going to sell you up the river. What about that governor's personality makes you think he was not going to sell you up the river? Nothing. Not a goddamn thing that dude has done that makes you think he was going to take responsibility for this. Come on. And you black, you know he's going to throw you under the bus. That's why I said last episode he should have resigned because you knew this was coming. Like anybody with some sense was knowing this dude was about to throw you under the bus if shit hits the fan. But his remorse didn't move you at all. Oh, for what? What? <laughs> what you feel sorry? You feel sorry for him because he black. That's what it is. It's because he you black. Keep making if he was a race a, issue. If he was a white man, you would not feel sorry for him. I and might. You know you wouldn't. No, I you might. Wouldn't. You can't make this a race if, issue. And we got. You white feel more sorry for him than McManus, who got shot. I mean, he got shot in the shoulder, though. I mean, oh, he got McManus. McManus kind of deserved that shit. Like he was. He was. He was trying to be Captain Save a Hoe. And so he got shot for doing the right thing, and nobody no, he, feels bad for him. This he dude, shot. he got let shot. This shit happen. He got shot because he got shot because he knowingly stepped into a situation where he knew that there was a you know he knew that they were gonna try to keep him. He tried to get her out of there. They was like, nah, we good. And so the firefighter runs in the house on fire. You go, you saw the house on fire. No, but he also knew that one of the people that are in charge of this thing has has ties to her. And if something, and, and like you know what I mean? Like he put his. So he's a good person. Nah, nah, son. Yes. 
nonsense. You, you gonna stop you're trying to find saying, a way to make you're saying what he did was dumb. You're not saying it wasn't morally right. Look, 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 let's do it like this. Listeners, just I'm gonna I'm gonna put a poll on Twitter. It's gonna last for a week. The poll is gonna say quite simply, is McManus a good person? Now I'm not gonna put this poll up for this He's episode. A- I'm gonna give y'all enough time to think about this shit. I'm gonna put He's- it up before the next episode. He's an extremely selfish person. So selfish that he traded himself in to he, let two people go free and to but he get wanted shot. Three. He, he did not do that for those other people. He went there specifically to save her. So because then that's not selfish. His, He's saving someone was, else. Yeah, because he was saving her for him. Oh, so now you're jumping to that conclusion. He, so he gave those other two people up, and then he's saving someone else. He all gave a, so he could get shot. He gave those himself. other two people up once he realized that he wasn't gonna get what he wanted. Uh huh. So eventually, so essentially, he did something to help someone else. Correct. He, I mean, correct. A happenstance. Sure. You just said he did it for her, so he did something to help someone else. Correct. I just, I just wanna, I just wanna say this real quick. <clears throat> Don't tell me it's not worth trying for. You can't tell <laughs> it's me not. it's not worth dying for. You know it's true. Everything I do, I do it that for you. That man took a bullet I for the person that's he all cares about. City chorus. <laughs> he took a bullet for the person he cares about. And y'all feel bad for the rich black man because oh, the governor tried to throw him under the bus. Oh, I feel so bad for him. Yeah. After all the shit he did for an entire season, the governor tries to throw him under the bus. No, wait, oh, wait, poor, wait, wait. Poor, poor warden. The governor's a good person. And I'm, I've been saying the warden. Okay, so Brandon, I'm going to say this because it's going to happen pretty soon. Thank you. No, I'm going to say this because it's going to happen pretty soon. And I, I hate doing this. I do. But my feelings towards the warden are kind of cloaked in shit that happens to him that I can't I can't separate myself from it you know what I'm that saying and I'm saying that warden? because it happens in a few episodes okay well, that's fine but you are so, so no, you I'm, saying this, I'm saying this straight out I'm saying this straight out that no. you're right you're absolutely right I have no other excuses I have no I have nothing else to say as far as the warden, and like I said, in this episode, I am willing to say that there are points in time where the warden was absolutely, I mean, honestly, the warden reminded me a lot of McManus in this episode, in the way that he was protecting or trying to protect his officers, because his whole mindset has always been my guys, my lady, my my folks first, the, 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 the inmates second, which I'm okay with, because they're fucking inmates. I think I think I look at it a little bit different. Um, I side with the warden because I know what it's like to be at work and be the black dude surrounded by a whole bunch of white people and just cover your ass. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like See? I know it's the race. It's the black I know thing. What, I'm I know glad what you that, admit it. Thank I, you. No, no. I, I didn't say that that wasn't the case. You were talking to Rashadi during that point. I didn't say a fucking thing. But, <laughs> but that's the case. I know exactly what it's like uh, to be that dude and it's like, cover your ass, cover your ass because when this shit falls apart, it's all Except he didn't do that. He went along with all the shit and pushed most of the shit. 
McMahon has told him what episode two or three of the first season. Hey man, these COs, there's something wrong with them. Maybe you need to take a look at the COs you got. Murder, 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 murder. Hey man, look at these COs you got. And but then like you, you, you fast forward to this episode. My COs could never do anything wrong. But like when you but like when you started off as one of them, you know Those what I mean? Your guys. Yeah. And, and so case. so like it's a it's a unnecessary loyalty that he has to them, but I understand the loyalty that he has to them. Yeah, me too. I do. Honestly, it's one of those things where it's ride or die. And I know that that sounds bad. I know, but it is what it is. And over time, I'm sure that there's something that's going to happen. that's going to make me say McManus was in the right. And when that happens, I have no problem with saying it. Even in this conversation, even when um, Case goes and talks to McManus, he he compliments him. He, he Glenn Warden Glenn compliments McManus. He should. <laughs> he took a bullet. It has nothing to do with taking a bullet. You act like taking a bullet is a lot in the shoulder. It is a lot in the shoulder. I mean, uh, it is okay. a bullet. Like, okay. No matter how you look now at you're it. D- now you're downplaying getting shot. Okay. No, in the yeah, shoulder. I'm, okay. No, no right. Okay. These are, these are not, he did not get shot. These are rifle wounds. These okay. are rifle wounds in the shoulder. <laughs> okay. Now you're downplaying getting shot. I'm, in the shoulder. I'm not, I'm not we'll downplaying see. the motherfucking thing. I hope everybody listens to see how far he goes to to make his point to defend the black man and to condemn the white devil. You've been Glad in Texas see. too long. You you've you've just Glad turned. Glad y'all see. So the next scene after uh Case is talking to Warden Glenn, he comes and talks to McManus. He tells McManus that it is up to him whether um uh, M City lives or dies, stays open or not. And, and McMahon's like, yo, I take the fifth pretty much. I have nothing to say. Case is like, you're a smart dude. You, you, your passion, your, your beliefs, the warden respects. And McMahon's still like, I got nothing to say. He looks like he did when uh, Dr. Nathan asked him out to dinner, honestly. But, you know, he got shot. So we'll give him that in the shoulder. So then the next thing that happens is he goes and he talks to Saeed. And I just want to play this scene because fucking Saeed and Case are just, there are scenes that happen throughout this entire episode that are just marvelous. And most of them, because this is a Case-based episode, involve him. But the there's a few interactions that he had that I just were, thought were just magic. See. Mr. Saeed. Salaam alaikum. Alva Case. I'm here to interview you about the riot. Is that interview or interrogate? I guess it depends on what you're guilty of. There was no riot. Oh, really? There was a righteous struggle against repression and injustice. Or righteous or not. There are still eight bodies rotting in the morgue. I grieve their deaths. Do you mind? Please. 
I understand that from the minute you came to Oz, you started organizing other Muslims, converting stone-cold killers, all the while sowing seeds of discontent. I spoke the truth. Then speak it now. Oh, come on, Saeed. You talk a good game about the truth. But how come it doesn't include taking responsibility for what you've done? I didn't fire those rifles. Did you create a set of circumstances that caused the rifles to be fired? The judicial system created those circumstances, not I. Your commission is a fraud case. Governor Devlin, the one man whose actions should be investigated is the man that appointed you. That's like me getting to pick the jury at my own trial. Truth! Oh, no. So, before we go into that, Brandon. First, first of all, I just wanted to say they picked the perfect person to act against Saeed. Like, Saeed has been chewing motherfuckers on the acting tip. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and like the, when he starts speaking righteously and getting all into it and stuff like that, he can't do that shit to rock. Whoa, 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 whoa. He cannot do that shit. Like, so he, and so like they picked the perfect person to be like, Bullshit. He's like, Rock is like, yo, do you know who my brother was? My brother came up with all sorts of bullshit for like six seasons, dude. <laughs> this don't work on me, fam. <laughs> exactly. Brandon, how'd you like that uh, that scene? Oh, I like, you know, I like Saeed. That's yeah. my guy. That's your dude. So he was, he was, you know, he's over dramatic as usual, <laughs> but, you know, he's trying to get his point across and, you know, I mean, he didn't want to take no responsibility. I mean, he did kind of start the riot, so you know, he could have been like, "Didn't start the riot." <laughs> he could have been that like, "That was you checker know. playing." That yeah, was you know, saying, and, and, he actually, and then he goes into a hypothetically, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he goes into that afterwards. I want to gossip, but so I did miss something that I wanted to go back and talk about. Um, there is a guy that initially I thought was a random inmate. Uh, his name is actually, uh, what the fuck is random inmate's name? I wrote it down because it popped up at the fucking end of the show. Um, random inmate Robeson, Robeson, yeah, is um, with in a cell with Rebido and Beecher. Um, Augustus from across the room or from another cell asks if anybody has any information on Dobbins and Vahue. And nobody knows. Uh, Beecher is talking to himself near the cell doors or cell gate, whatever they call it, and won't stop. So he got punched in the face by uh, Robeson. Wangler's in the next cell next to uh, Beecher and Rebido. And he's he's detoxing and losing it bad. Like, yo, I, I can't imagine what it's like for maybe at this point in time, a 17-year-old coming down off heroin. But he covered it pretty well. Kenny, yeah. I think he did that. He did that okay. Yeah. Um, and when another another random inmate, a black dude, comes over and says, chill, little brother, chill, little brother. <laughs> Kenny starts fighting him and immediately gets mobbed by the black inmate and one of the other inmates in the, in the uh, cell who beat him up? Then, and then eventually the 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 popo show up and they get that nigga to work because that nigga won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> they get that nigga to work. So after um, 
Case gets done talking to Saeed, or gets done talking to Saeed. Yeah, he goes next door to Adabisi's cell. Adabisi has his hand jammed down his underwear, jacking himself off. And the only thing he says to Case is, would you like to lick my balls? He said that shit. So, was acting crazy. Yeah, he's he said that shit so sincere. He said it so sincerely though, like he <laughs> like he really like he was he was like emotional about it. It's like I don't know, like my boss. Case makes a wise decision to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> I'll come back later. It's like, nope. And turns right. To you want some of this next? Nope. Um, I gotta go. Yes. <laughs> so, um, the next thing that happens is that nobody at all wants to tell Augustus what happened to Dobbins and Vahue, uh, but everybody has a different idea of what actually caused the riots. Um, and I mean, like, literally everybody has a varied idea. See, here's, here's the problem. They're all right. In their own way. So, so tell me, in as many words as necessary, what do you think led to the riot? They're violent. All they know is violence. The COs, man. They treat us like shit. Sometimes the inmates get bored. They took away conjugals. They took away smoking. No, it's more than that. They deny a man his freedom, his family, his privacy, his dignity. Then all he has left is time to simmer. And eventually, the simmer becomes a boil. We've been hearing whispers that the Muslims were going to start trouble. The Aryans are paranoid. What caused the riot? Two brain-dead crackhead motherfuckers playing checkers. And then all of a sudden, the world imploded. Fucking cocksucker! We treated the hostages good. They treated us like shit. We tried to negotiate. Their demands were ridiculous. And then the lights went out. There's tear gas. Guns. Tim McManus got shot in the chest. I saw the side of Rodrigo's head get blown off. Hunt and Wachowski were both hit in the back. What about Scott Ross? What about him? Well, according to the autopsy, he was shot three times. Once in the head, once in the heart, and once in the testicles. Yeah. That's curious. Bullets flying randomly every which way, and he gets shot three times in three very precise places? Yeah, that's right. They say curiosity killed the cat. I just want to say real quick that, um, yeah, that's 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 a going above and beyond to shoot somebody in the head, then the heart, then the balls. Like, you got to know somebody to shoot them in the balls. Yeah. That ain't an accidental shooting. That's that's like Lakers versus Celtics. See him on the street. What you gonna say now? Caught him at a swap meet sort of thing. But that's that's a meet me in Temecula situation. Exactly. Brandon, what are your thoughts? I mean, I don't feel bad. I'm happy Ross is dead. So yeah, 
Oh, yeah, I was like, like no, I don't think anybody's sad by this. All all inmates ain't created equal for me. So. Nah, nah. Even his that, even his homie was just kind of like, yeah, like, he's kind of <laughs> trash. <laughs> yeah, is is his when your homeboy is is like man, sad way to go, but fuck that nigga, yo. <laughs> That's basically what he said, yo. So you got to be like the trashiest of trash. Yeah, more or less. And apparently he also didn't wash his ass. <laughs> apparently we learned something new. Right? Like they just, I swear this nigga didn't sign a contract the way they just threw that in nonchalantly. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't wash his ass. That was it. <laughs> By the way, to... the nigga didn't wash his ass. Yeah, they tried, he tried to hit him with the, I need to get paid more than Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> and they were like, no, son. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Like you got to say a little shaky in your voice. Like, come on, man. I got like, a family, man. I'm a family, <laughs> man. So then the next thing that happens is that Leo is talking to, or Warden Glenn is talking to Alva Case, um, and he tells Case tells Leo that he thinks that Ross was murdered. Um, now this is the part where this is the part where the episode takes a dip because it completely changes. To being about Ross's murder. And I'm just kind of like, no one fucking cares about Ross. You know, and that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, this episode was an episode all about a motherfucker who was only on the show for what, two episodes? Yeah, he wasn't even on the and he wasn't even on the episodes that much. They show him talking to the talking to what's her face in the hallway. Whittlesley. Laughing with Schillinger a couple times mm-hmm. and randomly walking around. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, this went from being an episode of Oz to being an episode of Encyclopedia Brown and the case of the killed Klansman. Yeah. But I still like the interaction that Case was having with everybody because him and Leo talking was great fire as well. Just what I love. My prison in lockdown, crawling with outside investigators and TV cameras. What are you afraid we'll find? It's not what you find, it's the way you find it. All these questions, they, they stir things up. God knows everyone's stirred up enough right now. Leo, who was Scott Ross? Ross? Uh, he was a um, biker, drug dealer, three strikes life, or why? Well, I'm not sure yet, but... Um... Ross may have been murdered. What? During the SORT team's attack, he may have been killed deliberately. What makes you think that? He was shot three times, almost execution style. And the bullets in Ross's body were nine millimeters, not double aughts, which were in the SORT rifles. The SORT team uses nine millimeters in the handgun. Right. So, SORT team member A, he enters the common room at M-City, Lowers his rifle. Ross comes at him from out of the dark. He raises his handgun, fires. That's not murder. You throw a bullet in someone's brain, you pretty much figure he's done. Well, maybe shot him in the heart first, or the balls, and Ross just kept coming. Yeah, but the bullet from Ross's brain was in the wall below the command center by a TV set. And the one that went through his heart was embedded in the floor. So unless he died falling upwards, it's murder. (laughs) So... Yeah, now case is truly on the case. 
um, for a lack of a better phrase. And so the next thing that he does is he goes and he talks with Officer Heim, who was, that wasn't even the guy from the, the finale who was telling Wangler to move on, was it? That's a whole nother random just asshole. And, and shout out to this dude, because, you know, he was the um, he was the pastor in The Sopranos. He was. He was. He was. The, he um, was. He was the one who was getting too comfortable with uh, Carmella. Yep. Yeah, boy. Um, but yeah, no, he's just random too. Like he wasn't even in the last episode. He wasn't in the finale. Like they're just bringing all this stuff together. That it's like okay. When I left the room, you had chocolate cake mix, and you were mixing that into a bowl. How the fuck this become a lemon cake? With fucking cherry accoutrements. Oh, oh, also randomly, Brandon, this same dude was also in uh, like five episodes of The Expanse. Oh, hi. The, the 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 cop that was covering for Wilson. Officer Heim. Who was he in The Expanse? It said he played someone named Esai Martin. Oh shit! Damn, that's a long time. He looked way different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was years, but Jesus. you know that's Brandon's show. Him and him and his uh, they talk about it on the Why So Serious podcast, so y'all should check that out. Um, but Officer Heim is questioned by Case. Uh, the bullets that were used to kill Ross were found to be the, from the same box that Heim used to load his ham gun, his ham gun, his handgun. A ham gun sounds like something that would be in one of those crazy video games. Um, <laughs> it sounds like something that would be in Borderlands. Yeah, a ham gun, and it just shoots pigs at pigs. Yep. Um, so Heim never mentioned firing at Ross in his report, and he doesn't know who did. Uh, he had his gun when they entered M City, but then his gun disappeared from his holster. But he failed to mention that in his report because he found it on the floor. Case tells him straight out that you know your story's bullshit. Um, and Heim says he doesn't give a fuck who killed Ross because Ross is a scum fuck just like all the other scum fucks. Then he asked what side Case is on and Case said, justice. That's a poor way to think of people. All the scum fucks in there. They're just all but, scum fucks. But that's what COs, there's people on the street who literally think that about us right now. I'm certain yes. that there are COs who think that about the inmates that they're watching day to day because... Pretty they're, sure they're in there because they're fucking bullies. The people who, um, who the people who think that all work for the office of the former president. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was he a good guy on on the expanse? No. Oh, so he's still no, a bully. No. Okay, cool. Just checking. <laughs> so, um, next step after that is. I don't know. Oh, yeah. The next step after that is that Robeson wakes Beecher up from his sleep and tells Beecher to suck his dick. Rebido either knows it's going to happen or he's just horrified by the whole situation. He has a terrified look on his face. Right. He looks like he just got asked to do it. Right. Robeson pulls Beecher off his bed and punches him in the face and says, suck my dick. Beecher gets down to suck his dick. And bites his dick off, like bites the tip of his dick off. Hence the name of the episode. It's not a tip to 
well, it is a tip to case that breaks the whole thing open, but it's also just a tip. Got bit off the ropes <laughs> dick. I knew that was coming. Just a tip. You have to do it. Beecher, he is spiraling completely out of control. <laughs> yeah, like there's the the just way that completely. they're saying it, like the way that they're making it seem for Beecher is that that angel dust was the best thing that happened in his life. Yeah, it set him free. A high don't last that long. Um, I think, well, if you if you look at it, like a lot of the um a lot of the people like like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and all of them, a lot of them like when when they have these like talks and stuff like that, a lot of them talk about the the times in like the 70s and stuff like that where they were taking these kinds of drugs the mind altering drugs mm-hmm. and it kind of expanded what they thought was possible and that's how they realized that the things that they ended up being a part of the creation of were possible um they they some of them kind of low-key attribute their greatness to these kind of drugs lsd and all of that kind of stuff like a, a lot of I've, I've i've heard i've heard uh quite a few of these people that we think of as like luminaries um, speak of these mind-altering drugs in that way. I don't think of any of them as luminaries. I just think of <laughs> people who got my money. Yeah. And if you had the iPhone, your ass got signed out of Facebook. <laughs> That's what y'all get. <laughs> That's what you get. Um, so after that, um, Beecher gets sent back to the hole where the last thing you see is him spitting out pieces of dick. Um, like, damn, literally, he bit that nigga's pee hole off. Like, can yeah. you bite a pee hole off? Beecher did. Um, and so Case went, goes back to sorry, go ahead. He went full auto bob it. Like he did. <laughs> he did. So after that, Case goes back to or goes to Emerald City, which is where uh, Warden Glenn finds him, and they have yet another conversation. Yeah. So are you. Well, we had a couple incidents tonight. Anything I should know about? Uh, What are you doing in here? I'm trying to figure this Ross thing through. There were six hostages left when the SWORD team attacked. McManus, Whittlesey, Mukata, Ignasti, Hunt, and Nowakowski. Now, Hunt and Nowakowski died during the first moments of the assault, and McManus was shot. So there's less of a chance that he killed Ross. (laughs) What makes you so sure it was a CO? Why not a prisoner? And Ross wasn't exactly beloved by his fellow inmates. Oh, that was my first thought. That someone used the opportunity to take revenge on a guy. But after talking with uh, Officer Heim, who, by the way, Leo, is lying through his teeth, I realized he'd never cover for a con. He's protecting one of his own. That nasty. Or Whittlesey. Or Mukata. Alva, stop. Father Makata wasn't involved. You never know. I love how his first thing was, 
Come on, dog. It ain't the father. <laughs> you know, I I I understand why people would say it ain't the father because he don't he don't look like he about that life. Nope. No. But yeah, no, I just there's points in this episode where it just literally was I found a new clue. How'd you find a new clue? It was based on something somebody didn't say. This dude was, he was picking up a lot of stuff. He don't need to be no lawyer. Like, he need to, professor, he need to be a detective. That's what I he said. Was, he was getting his Encyclopedia other. Brown on. He was jumping from boom. Oh, I'm going to here. I'm going to go to here. I'm going to go to here. He was good. Yep. I'm telling you. Nobody quite like him. Return to Oswald. We'll be back after this brief break. Hey, y'all. This is Derek. We want to thank y'all so, so much for taking time out to listen to this show. What we'd like for you to do right now, wherever you're at, is screenshot your phone, iPad, or whatever you're listening to the show on, and send it to us on Twitter at Return to Oswald. We'll retweet it to everybody and show that you're a part of the family. Also, if you'll be so kind as to leave a five-star review wherever you're listening to this podcast at, and subscribe and follow... We'll greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and back to the show. And so he went and he talked with Father Makata first, um, and he said that the only thing that this motherfucker said was when they were lining everybody up, when they were lining the hostages up and the sort team was about to come in, the only thing that he was thinking was that his nose itched and nobody would scratch his nose. I still don't know what to think about Father Ray. I'm still kind of, I'm still kind of on the side of that's what you get for talking greasy to the Latino inmates right before the riot happened. But at the same time, this dude is he's he's Beecher. He said he's. I mean, he did say like he said I was terrified. Like I don't know what I don't know what I was thinking. Like other than the fact that like that's the only thing I could think of because everything else was fucking terrifying. Yeah, he's 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 Beecher before Beecher got on the angel dust. Yeah, it's but Beecher's not high no more. He just had a breakdown. I think he just had something snap. Yeah, he had no, yeah. I don't think, I, and, and that's the thing. They're saying that he had something, like, you're saying that he had something snap, but I think they're saying it more like he had an epiphany. Like he's enlightened? Yeah, and that's the that's what gets me, because if he had some, if he had the angel, if the angel does made him snap, O'Reilly was taking the same exact drug. So if it was a bad dose, it should have gotten O'Reilly as well. Everybody insides ain't the same. And, there's people and, there's people doing cocaine with Lynn Bias and only Lynn Bias died. That is true. I just saw that on uh on Netflix. They had this they have this thing on there called Crack. Mm-hmm. It's a document. It's really good. A documentary yeah, it's, about I think it's I think it's the difference between someone who's built up some sort of resistance to versus someone who was just doing this shit for the first time. Now, Dagnosti is question second. He's questioned while he's also openly bullying Wangler, who's still going through withdrawals. Dagnosti's trying his hardest <laughs> to hit him with the billy club. Yo, he did everything. Like, I expected him. Like, I, where, where is Oz? Yeah. 
Oswald. You know, um, because like when he's like, yo, can I speak to you? He basically said, I'm fucking working over here. Like <laughs> <laughs> I could see this being in like not Jersey, but somewhere right in that Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York area. I could see it being in Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking working over here. I feel like Groves would be from Pennsylvania. Yes, very much so. And and the stuff that was going on with um Alvarez and and Rebido showing their background and stuff, that looked like something that would have happened in Jersey or in New York. And the only Max facility that they could have gone to would have been Oswald. Yep. I'm really putting thought into this now. Plus the Muslims. You know, Saeed being a burning down a place, he would have done it in a bigger area like Jersey or New York, somewhere where he would have gotten the screen credit for it. Hmm. Brandon, where do you think it's located at? I have no idea. He thinks no. it's in uh, New York. I think New York, New York. No. I think, well, I do think. Yeah, actually, I think you're right. I mean, one of the three, either New York, Pennsylvania, or New Jersey. And I don't think it's New Jersey or New York or New Jersey because not everybody has that accent, but they all got the accent of Pennsylvania. And there's a lot of Klan's members, both as the cops and as the, the inmates. Yeah. And it, it's like, they, and they all have that New York disposition. Mm hmm. So the next person that they that he talks to after he talks with uh, Dagnosti is Whittlesey, Whittlesey. I always call her Whittlesley, but now that I know it's Whittlesey, I'm trying to switch it back up. Um, and, and the most important thing about this was the thing that I said, uh, age the best in this episode, huh? According to Wikipedia, it is in New York. Okay, there we go. Um, Whittlesey dealing with an absolute Karen uh, was the thing that aged the best in this episode because Karens have only gotten stronger as time has gone on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can I help you? Yeah, I'm here to see my husband, Billy Kemp. Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. We're in lockdown. No, 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 no. Okay, I drove 312 miles. Look, look, it says I'm supposed to see Billy Kemp today. Well, we had a riot here. Maybe you heard about it. Fuck yes, I heard about it. I also heard the fucking thing was over. Yes, it is. Yeah, so then you let me see Billy. You won't be seeing him today. No, no, no. You don't get it, honey. I drove 312 miles. Can I help you miles. with anything else? Yes, you can. You can open those Can I help you with gates. anything? You can help me. You can, can I help you with anything I else? I don't have to stand for this bullshit, okay? Who the fuck do you think you are? I drove 300... This is bullshit! Maybe it's not so quiet after all, huh? She was, she was like, "These close to asking for the manager. Like, mm -hmm. who's who's your boss? Let me speak to that person." Because I drove three hundred and twelve miles. Yeah, you drove three hundred and twelve miles, knowing that some shit just went down. I heard about it, but it doesn't it doesn't mean me. Like nothing, nothing told you to fucking call first before you drove three hundred and twelve miles. <laughs> like. <laughs> No. Nothing. And then like in like, you know, they're on lockdown, so they probably can't use the phones. If they can't use the phone, they probably can't come see you. Let me in. Let me in. I have keister, lots of drugs for Billy Kemp. Also, it sounds like a clanman's last name. Um, what's up, Brandon? No for an answer, by the way. 
Not she at all. Not here to take no for an answer at all. And Charles Dutton was sitting over there, was like, My God, it's much harder than I thought down here. <laughs> my God, he was taken aback. These white people is the craziest. <laughs> Uh, so then she was, uh, Whittlesey was asked by Case what happened during the riots when the sort team came in. And she said that after McManus got shot, she cradled McManus in her arms until help came. That's the Encyclopedia Brownskin moment of this entire episode. <laughs> Encyclopedia Brownskin. That is the exact moment where everything started to click for him. Um, Whittlesey then asked Dr. Nathan, because just in case you didn't know that, that Whittlesey was the one who did it. Then they start showing Whittlesey for no reason, just acting all paranoid and asking people, did the case talk to you yet? Did he mention me? Did he say anything about me? Um, Vayhew gets let out the hole uh, long enough to let Augustus know that Dobbins is dead. I mean, they let a, a critically injured person fall by like not even like helping him but they knocked jackson the fuck out like the moment he walked uh, the moment he cleared those gates they knocked him out with a critically injured person in his hands and that dude just fell to the ground well to their credit they probably bet on the bulls the day that he had 56 points against the bulls (laughs) (laughs) why does everybody keeps bringing that up too i'm like yo 56 points ain't that much for everybody in the world to remember but it was back in like 97 that was back when remember what? willie burton was busting off 50 points. david games. robinson scored 70 points in like 93 94 73, 73 points in no, 93 94 71 points yeah you telling me people like, oh, yo, he scored 50. Michael, people score 50 multiple times a year. Yo, and, and let's keep in mind, if we're doing this conversation, um, they scored all of these points. Very little three points taken. Mm-hmm. Very little. Ricky Davis scored 50 points in 1999, and he's a nobody. <laughs> Ricky Davis also threw a, a ball off the backboard to himself so he could get a rebound, so he could get a triple-double. My man. My, my man. My man. That is my man. My man was interviewed when they when they got LeBron, and it's like, yo, they finally got me some help. It's <laughs> my man. One of my all time favorites. You know, it, I, I was reading a book, and this is a side note. This is just a side thing. I read this book by Jeff Perlman, who is one of my favorite authors. He does wonderful sports exposes. Um, and the book that he did, the last one he did was called Three Ring Circus. It was about Shaq, Kobe, and Phil Johnson, Phil Jackson. Um, and before Kobe got there and before Shaq really got there, I didn't know that the leader of the team, because it was uh, Eldon Campbell, Sedell Three, and fucking Cedric Sabalos. <laughs> Cedric, Cedric, I put a blindfold on doing the dark contest, Sabalos? Yeah. And Cedric was the Cedric just knew he was supposed to be the man on the team. So when Kobe and Shaq got there, he was still there like bombers, bombers, bombers championship. <laughs> get these two new niggas out the way so I can get my swerve ball. Yeah. The, the those interviews of of Ricky and Darius Miles when when LeBron got drafted are the best. Yes. Like the absolute best. So um, at this point in time, 
uh, Adam BC's been dragged out of his cell because he was he ripped up damn near everything in the cell and turned it into snowflakes with just throwing feathers up in the air. So the sort team drags him out and brings him to the hospital ward where he's now detoxing. Um, <laughs> Case says that he doesn't want to talk to Adam BC because that nigga crazy. And Dr. Nathan's like, yeah, I understand. At this point in time, Dr. Nathan is looking like Dr. Nathan in 97, you know, like she was. She she was a good-looking woman. And Snake Case is. takes his time out to shoot his shot. Absolutely. And then when she when she's not receptive, it's like, all right, about this interrogation. <laughs> oh, since you don't want to uh, go out with me, let's talk about your part in this interrogation. But, yeah, this is how it played out. Use a break anyway. Mm. And how about you? You ever take 10 minutes? Sure. Good. Can I buy you a cup of coffee? I don't think so. Why not? You make me nervous. Oh, me? Listen, I'm the sweetest guy on the planet. Ask my mother. Yeah, well, if we went out for coffee together, I wouldn't be sure if you were interrogating me or... Dr. Nathan, what? I swear, I'm far less devious than you think. I'm a college professor, for Pete's sake. I, I give lectures, I grade papers. You train lawyers. Mm. Yes. Okay, I'll stop being adorable and just ask my questions. This nigga was literally shooting his shot like McManus, and once it didn't work, he was just like, all right, I got to go business mode on you. He did He did everything but grab her arm to go full McManus. Right. No, never go full McManus, never. by the way. Um, but, like, yeah, he did. He, he, he went McManus on that one. He didn't go full McManus, but very McManus. And, like, Pete, for Pete's sake, you for know, I, I could be sake. trusted for Pete's sake. Like, God, I'm a, I'm a college professor. Do you know what work I put in to become a college professor? Yeah, you you train lawyers. Oh, fuck this shit, nigga. Look. <laughs> <laughs> and he went to Harvard. I went to Harvard. Look, look. I, you can ask my mom. I'm one of the nicest people in the world. My name is Alva. Like, come on. Surprise Just a cuppa. Can I can I convince you to just get a cup of? I'm the sweetest guy. I'm just so sweet. Now I you know I I don't know if I would be getting interrogated by you or if I wouldn't be able to relax around you. I'm a college professor. Like why can't you trust me? Because you train lawyers, nigga. That's true. Gosh darn it! I'm a great guy. You train lawyers. Yeah, you got me. Nigga. Yeah, you know All what? Right. All right. You know what? All right, you all right, you right. You right. my name, my real name ain't even Alva, it's Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Al Cleophas. <laughs> I just said that to get the job. <laughs> <laughs> my mama named me Albuterol. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Before I got here, my nickname was Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if this is in the rock universe. <laughs> you know what? I am almost certain it is. Uh, because I don't I don't remember what the fuck Rock's job was, but that nigga he was a garbage was, man. He was a garbage man who wanted more out of life. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. He loved bringing shit home <laughs> from, his, from his route. That's because he was economical. Economically speaking. 
So yeah. Um yeah, my man went to prison, got his life right. He went to space prison and got his life right and ended up becoming a teacher. So the next thing that happens is that Robeson is in the uh, medical ward. That was an aliens reference for people who didn't get that. I didn't get it because he I was he was I, he was in aliens. He was a space preacher. I never saw a I saw aliens, but I was like seven, and I'm was not it, putting it, it on the list because I don't do horror movies. Was it was it aliens or was it the one after that? I don't know. Mm. But um, Robeson in the next scene is uh in the medical ward, obviously because he had his dick bit off just the tip and that now shit. he's hurt dude right and now he's that having nightmares about his dick getting bitten off i mean he deserved it but still yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. i have no sympathy he was, he, for was him. A, he was an alien three it was the third one so by um by the end of the nightmare he's had naked women turning into beecher and all this kind of stuff and yeah Okay. Wangler's still detoxing hella hard. Um, the devil, aka Governor Devlin, is getting mad at Case because it's not Case closed yet. Um, oh, no. The- oh, no. It was like he went He went to talk to the judge and the judge was like, this nigga doing fucking investigations about a murder of some motherfucker <laughs> we don't even care about. That's what I was going <laughs> to say. Like, like, the judge immediately sold Case out. This nigga won't stop talking about Ross. Fuck that nigga oh, he was the judge. I thought he was yeah. the um attorney general, the current attorney general. No, he was no, a judge. He said that he had assigned the judge to find out a different sector of of this whole situation and what, what he the was. Fuck was at. the judge doing in this situation? Yeah, the, ju- the judge was like, "This nigga here, like <laughs> this, like no, 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 don't don't look at me. This nigga is doing some other shit." Like we we should have been done with this. We should have been done with this group project and everything. But this motherfucker wanted to build a fucking volcano, and we don't need a fucking volcano <laughs> for this project. <laughs> All we need history. This this is history. We didn't need a fucking volcano. All we needed was a map. We didn't need a fucking Legoland. Yeah, this we, nigga this nigga took some Legos and made a topographic map. It's like nigga, we didn't need all that. But just wait till you see the A we get. We was gonna get an A anyway. But now we're gonna get a real nigga, I'm A. here. I'm the judge. I'm here. We nigga, was gonna I'm telling. get this A. We was gonna get this A. I'm telling. And so he tells uh he tells Case, nigga, you full of shit. He doesn't say nigga, but he wants to. You full of shit. And so <laughs> Case says, Benji. <laughs> Benji. I've never heard of a judge named Benji. Like that fucks everything up. <laughs> Benji, I've seen your cases. If anybody's full of shit in here, it's you. By the way, I'm still feeling froggy about Dr. Nathan. <laughs> so you don't want none of this work. Nope, not at all. Um, after that, all y'all gonna feel my pain. That was he was that's what he was doing at that point. All y'all gonna feel my pain. I will burn this world down with us in it. So after that, Alvarez has a shank. He hears uh, at a BC in his bed, still detoxing and screaming. Alvarez pulled a shank off Manita's bed and used it to break into the uh, medical ward's infirmary, like the disp- the dispensary, the dispensary. Um, he, which is just a drawer. But it's a it's single like, drawer. Yo, he was one of the leaders of this. Why is he not handcuffed? Right. 
And wh- why didn't anybody check him for a shank that he has under his bed mattress? <laughs> That he uses to break into a drawer, not not a cabinet. This this nigga lock picking skills is on fire, like magical. <laughs> the nigga takes a knife and picks two locks with it in a prison. Two completely different locks. One of them was a door. The other one was a drawer. Like, how the fuck did you do that with this with this motherfucking knife? This nigga needs to do an infomercial about this with this shank. You could do doors and drawers and everything. He's he's like when you play when you play something like Oblivion and you put all your skills in lock picking. Nigga, like, what you doing with that bobby pin? I'm gonna pick this lock. What you doing with that bobby pin now? I'm gonna pick this other lock, but they're not the same lock. I'm gonna pick it anyway. Right? Now watch me pick this safe. <laughs> <laughs> he put put his ear to it. <laughs> Tap it twice. Put his ear to it. And just open. <laughs> Got that shit. So. This is the part that he I didn't really understand. Um, he grabs some pills. He gives some pills to Adebisi, which I thought were going to kill Adebisi, but I guess it was just a quiet Adebisi. He was just to shut his ass up. Uh, and then he takes some himself, which showed me that he wasn't trying to kill Adebisi. Then he puts the pill bottle into his pocket and puts the robe on the table next to his bed. And then when a Latino inmate comes in to clean up all the robes and stuff, he points out his robe which the Latino inmate takes, so now he has the drugs. I just didn't wear that off. Maybe it's part of a bigger story later on down the line. Like, yo, I'm getting drugs for us, but it just, that whole part just seems so disjointed from the rest of this already disjointed episode. Absolutely. I'm, I mean, honestly, it's not a disjointed episode. It's just completely focused on something that it shouldn't be focused on, which is what the judge said, too. Baby, can you focus on me? Like, Schillinger barely gets in this episode. Dude. Yeah, Schillinger. And he's, you know, you see how he's talking so subtle now? He's just, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I got, I'm going to get on um, parole because my kids need me. And I'm just trying to do the right thing. If I help you out, and then and then when Westerface comes by, he's like, "I ain't gonna help that nigger." <laughs> he couldn't help himself. Right. He could not help himself. Stupid nigger. I ain't I ain't I ain't say everything because I'm you know I ain't about to tell these niggas nothing. <laughs> I, I ain't her, putting I, all my business out there. I told I told that nigger enough. Initially, <laughs> I thought that this. Uh, initially. I had to go look because I had to see when this season came out and if it coincided with Spider-Man. But no, Spider-Man came out years later. So there's really no reason for Schillinger to not be in this episode, except they really wrote this episode to be fully about Scott Ross getting murdered for some fucking reason. Um, Then Case talks to Sister Pete and uh, Sister Pete tells him that everybody hated Scott Ross. And Case is like, yo, I need you to be a bit more specific. And Sister Pete literally said back, I ain't no snitch, Jack. <laughs> now beat it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <sighs> I ain't no snitch, Jack. Put that on that. <laughs> Man, I love, I, I do. I love Sister Peter Marie. I think she's the best. Yep, that's a, I told you that's a dope old bird. She is. She's a bird for the ages. <laughs> I don't even know what to say with that one. Um, so then the next thing that happens is that uh, Case goes and he talks with Ross or with uh, O'Reilly. And um, O'Reilly, you know, 
kind of tells him some oh, things. He's such a snake, man. That's basically <laughs> what he tells him. And I'm proud of him for saying it. Like, own your snakiness, nigga. Like, nobody can touch me. Ryan O'Reilly. Yo, yo, that's me, ma. <laughs> Reckless endangerment. Possession of controlled substances, possession of a deadly weapon, violation of parole. Woo. That's an amazing list of crimes. Yeah, well, you know, I applied myself. <laughs> Still, I mean, even with all those talents, you must have had a hard time adjusting to life in Oz. No. I could take care of myself. Yeah, I can see that. But how? I'm like the lord of the fucking dance. I got moves. Yeah, I bet you do. Of all the guys that led the riot, you were the only one with no firepower behind you. Yet, the others included you in all the decision-making. I had nothing to do with the riot. Oh. Oh, I guess I was misinformed. I guess you were. Like I heard from what I thought was a reliable source that you and Ross were close. <laughs> close? Yeah. No. You and he were lovers. Now, who the fuck told you that? Ross poured his heart out to Sister Peter Marie. Hey, look, I'm no fag, pal. But if I were, I wouldn't put my dick anywhere near Ross's scum hole. That cocksucker would fuck anything on two or four legs. Yeah, well, what about COs? Does Ross ever Jeez. fuck one of them? How about some help getting me out of this place? What, Brandon? No, I said he was, he really doesn't like Ross. <laughs> Nobody likes Ross now that he didn't sign the contract. Sorry. Yeah, nobody <laughs> likes him. It's until the investigation is over. Well, then how about a cigarette? Oh, this is good. When I'm done puffing on this, I can suck on my own secondhand smoke. So... Ross had a thing for Whittlesley. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. He claimed they knew each other on the outside. Makes sense. They're always sneaking off and whispering to each other. What's the matter? I mean, they were. And it wasn't like it was a secret because Whittlesley was really bad at sneaking around. Very much so. So... Then they go back to Whittlesey looking all nervous and shit, talking to McManus. Uh, McManus uh, asks, what's the matter? And Whittlesey is like, case is on my case. And Why? McManus somehow reaches up and strokes her cheek. Why didn't she just say, like, yo, they asked me a lot of questions about Ross. Like, he's in on it. Like, so, like, she ain't gotta be, she ain't gotta, like, talk around this shit to him. He's mm -hmm. in on it. He knows what's happening. He was the one that, quote, unquote, put a stop to it. So, like, he knows what's, he knows what's up. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they have to uh, make sure that they are hanging on to a story that we already all know the ending to at this juncture. Because they're not showing anybody else looking guilty. They're only showing Whittlesey. So, I don't know. I, uh, I, like I said, I, I don't know. Uh, Schillinger talked to Case next. And he told Case about Ross telling him that uh, Ross fucked Whittlesey pretty regularly. 
But he also told him that, yeah, but that motherfucker a liar, though. That motherfucker's like, a straight I, liar. I don't know if I believe any of this shit. Like, he is a no. lying piece of shit. And he stank. <laughs> yeah, sister, yeah, Sister P basically said the same thing. Yeah, he said a whole bunch of shit, but I think he's, you know, I don't think he's telling the truth about none of it. But he said a bunch of shit. And he stank. And he stank. Everybody said he stank for like the next three people. Yeah, <laughs> niggas, nigga walking around smelling like dumpster juice. This was nothing more. <laughs> this whole episode was nothing more than um, let shit on the nigga who didn't sign the contract. <laughs> nah, nah. Even more than that, Brandon. Do you remember what WWE was like for a little while after uh, Macho Man and Hulk Hogan left for WCW? Yeah, they made the Nacho Man. The Nacho Man. And the Huckster. <laughs> and the Huckster. That's what this is. They gonna shit on this nigga anywhere they can get it. Oh, it's great to hear. I just love pettiness in the show. I'm sure Ross sitting at home like, I didn't approve that. I did not approve that statement. The, when we did see his character, he was kind of terrible. He was. But not, so it's believable. It's but believable. Not, not watch but it like, as terrible. Got, and, and like so many people were always around him. We had no indication that he stank. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like they just <laughs> threw that shit in there. I mean, like, Schillinger is 100 percent against drugs. I'm pretty sure he's also 200 percent against niggas not washing their ass. Exactly. Like he he made sure that, you know, he made sure that his guy took a shower. And at some point, it was made to believe that uh, Schillinger was going to kill Beecher for Ross, to impress yes. Ross, which means that it seemed like Schillinger had a crush on Ross, but now it's, oh, no, that nigga stank, and he was a liar. <laughs> Did I mention he stank? He stank. <laughs> he stank bad, Rock. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> so then... Rebido talks to Case and he tells him the Ross. I'm just kidding, but he did talk to Case and Rebido, who's still doubting his powers of talking to God, really had the whole cigarette scheme down pat and had the McManus and Whittlesey affair down pat. For a nigga who doesn't know if he talks to God, he has all the tea, like all of, all it. of it, every bit of it. And I'm like, I'm like Rebido, stop doubting yourself, fam. You got the touch. <laughs> right? <laughs> Rise from your grave, Rodimus Prime. Like, you got the touch in this motherfucker. For real. Optimus. Um, so then Schillinger goes over to Whittlesey, or is it watches Whittlesey walk past his cell. And he's like, yo, yo, I sent you. It's amazing what you can see with one eye in a in a hell of tear gas and shooting. I seen it, but if I make parole, my other eye was closed. And I'm like, what kind of power do you think Whittlesey has? Exactly. Like, even if she, like, writes a letter of fucking recommendation saying that you, like, the model fucking prisoner, like, is that going to make a difference? Like, just a prison guard doing that shit for you? Fuck no. To whom it may concern. Right? Schillinger got a bad rap. <laughs> I can't prove it, but he looked at me differently today. I feel like he should be paroled. <laughs> I mean, it's there's nothing she has to say about this that that would actually help him, right? 
This nigga is literally like, I just got to go see my sons. I don't care how it happens. Uh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta cover yourself up a little bit. You know what I mean? Just got, you gotta cover yourself up. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Like he, he tried it. He tried it. Let's just put it like that. Unfortunately, at this point in time, uh, Case basically knows everything. Uh, yep. Oh yeah. Also, um, from here on out, due to what uh, Rebido told Case, I am now dubbing Whittlesey and McManus uh, as Whitmanus. Okay. Yeah, they were whip manners. Um, Glenn gets told by Case that Whittlesey killed Ross, and Glenn is like, nah, I ride for my CLs. I need more proof. <laughs> so immediately after that happens, Beecher, who is in um, Ag Seg, been licking the walls in Ag Seg, somehow comes around long licking enough to. The walls. In the hole, you know what kind of funk is probably in those walls. Yes, Ross funk. Ross funk. Like this is like not even regular. This is not even regular Ross funk. This is this is naked Ross funk. Like you know what I mean? They don't wear no clothes in there, so like the funk is like seeping <sighs> in the pores of the walls, and he licked that jump. He licked that jaunt like uh like uh like school days, like <laughs> right, like it was a parting in 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 fucking Gustavo's head or something. Right. Oh man, she licked the grease out that nigga's head. For real. Ugh. Whew, Gina. Um, but this dude's been licking the walls in Ag said, but he comes around long enough to be able to talk to Case and tell Case everything Case needs to know in order to close this case. Hey, Chief. You asked to see me? I got a secret. About? Scott Ross. (laughs) Tell me. If I tell you, it won't be a secret. Would you excuse us, please? Okay. I bit the tip off a guy's penis. So I heard. You're not afraid? Well, I've got my pants on. (laughs) I used to be a lawyer, you know that? Uh Uh-huh. Went to Harvard. So did I. Rah, rah, crimson. (laughs) (sighs) I've been under a lot of stress lately. I haven't been behaving very nicely. Like this biting thing. But I'm using my time in here to uh, turn my head around. When I get out of here, I'm gonna be a a better person. Because like this whole biting thing just isn't working for me, you know, I mean. (laughs) 
So it's a sign that I'm on the straight and narrow. I'm gonna tell you my little secret. And then I'll be on the road back, right? Yeah. I saw the shots fired. Which shots? Check the bullets. The bullets that killed Ross? No. Check the bullets in McManus. So out of nowhere, this nigga's like, yo, check the bullets in McManus because I saw that. Nobody's even talking about McManus getting shot at all. Yeah, he's not even a he's not even a thought. This whole episode, it was like, that's where you need to look. Like this, the thing that everyone's been ignoring is the place where you should be looking. Which is always how it happens. Hiding in plain sight. Right? But this is how it always happens in those, like, this feels like not even an SVU episode. It feels like um, in the heat of the night where it's just like, okay, where'd this witness come from? This is literally out of nowhere. Oh, the night. Oh, yeah. Wait, I'm supposed to go high note, right? Like that? I'm going to say no. Damn it. So... <laughs> So he goes and he he checks McManus's gunshot wounds and finds out that McManus got shot with a Sig Sawyer, which is the exact type of gun that Saeed had. He runs up on Saeed and he's like, Saeed, you did this. And Saeed is like, hypothetically speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say I kind of maybe might have probably had a gun. Hypothetically speaking, if I had that gun and if somebody had hypothetically attacked me, then I would have thrown said gun over the railing as they ran up on me and somebody else would have picked up said hypothetical gun and shot hypothetical bullets into McManus's hypothetical shoulder. Also, when you type Saeed said in um, Google Docs, it really thinks you're fucking with it. Yeah. <laughs> because it wasn't until I turned the subtitles on that I realized his name is spelled said. Said said. Um, so what happened is Saeed threw the gun over the railing. Scott Ross picked it up. Scott Ross shot McManus. Okay. We all we all good on that part? We're, we're there? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So then, after Scott Ross shot McManus, then our uh, case has just enough information to go after Whittlesley. Whittlesey. And this transpires. No. 
Also, Beach was breathing hella hard in that scene. Yeah, you know what? You know what I expected him to do? And this is going to be like totally like a deep cut. But I expected him to go, my name. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I expected him to say something like, you are my number one guy. Like he was just breathing hella, like hyperventilating breathing in that, in that, in that scene. And it was just like, damn, he's trying to get his Batman on. (laughs) But anyways, um, McManus is stupid. And because Case goes in and says, so, Got Ross shot you, huh? And McManus is like, who told you? In case is like, ha ha, you did. Oldest <laughs> trick in the book. Got you, motherfucker. <laughs> Knee slap, hand clap, finger guns. <laughs> you told me. Got you, motherfucker. So McManus looks off into the distance like he did get me. More morphine. And so, Case goes to talk to Whittlesey. You know, Oz is just like any place else. Everybody loves to gossip about everybody else. Not me. Oh, but they gossip about you. (laughs) Well, maybe it's because you're one of the few women around. Maybe it's because... um, there's truth to the rumors. Like, for example, that you were smuggling cigarettes in that Ross could sell. And that you and McManus had an affair. You accusing me of something? Yes. Yes, I am. You, you killed Scott Ross. Oh, me? How did I do that? Ross picked up Saeed's gun. He fired into McManus's chest. Bang! You took Officer Himes' pistol and shot Ross. Bang, bang, bang. It's not possible my hands were tied behind my back. No, they weren't. You managed to loose the binds before it all came down. You told me that after McManus fell to the ground, you, quote, I cradled him in my arms, end quote. How could you cradle him with your arms behind your back? Have you ever been in a riot? No. You have to understand what's involved. The idea of being a hostage, the mob mentality, You get carried away, you stop being human, you become part of something else. I have made every mistake there is. I have fallen in love with the wrong men. I had a baby out of wedlock. I drank too much. I snorted too much. I have done things to make money, including this job, which make me dread getting out of bed. But each time I made the choice, I chose to drink. I chose to stop. When my husband got abusive, I chose to walk. I refused to be anybody's victim. These mistakes I've made, they are a part of me. They are like my skin. And I do not regret what I've done. Do you hear me? 
no regrets, no remorse. I just keep going. What are you going to do? What I know, you'll know. He didn't ask her out for coffee. Do you know? And, and, did anybody else catch the Sherman clump during that conversation? Hmm. Are you asking me out on a date? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, he said, yes. Yes, I am. Uh, he totally said that in, in almost the exact same way. I caught, I caught that when I watched it today. I think, of course, I didn't know that at the time I watched this. But yeah, he totally Sherman clumped that shit. So I do feel like that was my scene of the, uh, of the episode was Whittlesey, um finally stating that she makes mistakes, but she just keeps walking through the fire because what the fuck else is she going to do? Nah, that's not mine. That's not mine. Okay. M- mine is hypothetically. <laughs> like that's my that was my <laughs> shit. I love that scene. I love I love him and Saeed going back and forth because like they, they find somebody they found somebody who could bring the ridiculousness in their tone the way that Saeed does. Okay. I mean, I am a fan of that as well. Yep, that was my scene. When and if you get out of solitary confinement. Now I know how important it is for you to be among your people, leading, guiding, nurturing them. That's gonna be hard to do through eight tons of steel. You're an academic, right? You know about hypotheses and theories, right? Well, theoretically speaking, if I had a gun when the SORT team entered, here's what might have happened. I might have been underneath the control panel of the command station holding that gun when a SWAT team member came in and started to beat me and then not wanting to kill anybody. I might have thrown that gun over the side where someone else picked it up. Theoretically speaking, yes. Even when he's being like low key, it's such it's such power in him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel I felt the power in him. It's like I ain't want to kill nobody. But if I wanted I'm, to, my mom, my mama told me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my mama said, "Don't be out here killing nobody." So I do the gun. Hypothetically speaking. So do you think? Do you think they should have arrested her? I do. But I, at the same time, by this I, point, I, I do feel like they should have. But at the same time, I understand why Glenn didn't, because they're they're she's a single mom. At this point, I was just hoping that they would stop talking about Scott fucking Ross. Like <laughs> I didn't fucking like you know what I mean. Like that that was my whole thing. Like whether she got in trouble or whether she didn't, I don't give a fuck. Just stop talking about Scott fucking Ross. Nobody liked this dude. Like people seem to like him less than the fucking governor. <laughs> yeah, but that's because they don't know the governor like that. But we spent the whole episode about this one person that no one seemed to like. Did I mention he stinks? Like that the whole <laughs> fuck out of here. No. She has a young daughter. 
a mother in and out of chemo. So what, Leo? So what? So if you expose the truth, you destroy this woman's life and her daughter's. And for what, Scott fucking Ross? Come on, Elba, please. What do you want me to say, Leo? To Thank say you, Leo. Thank you. Like the others, from bullets fired by a member of the SWORT team in the performance of his duty. I just read the preliminary draft of your report. Yeah, what's wrong? You recommend not filing charges against Saeed and the other riot leaders? From a legal standpoint, the evidence is circumstantial. From a moral standpoint, it's laughable. I want those bastards on trial, on TV. Look, Governor, as far as I can see, whatever they did came about as a direct result of your actions. Shots fired, motherfuckers. Somebody finally said it. Devlin, you's a motherfucker. Instead of trying to help the brother, instead of trying to help us out, you destroy the brothers. Worse than the others. You're muted. During during the scene, also look at the warden. The warden is like, <laughs> <laughs> you tried to blame me, but now you catching the blame. But of course, this all turns into you know the governor being told that this is all really his fault. But I'm not gonna tell people that it's your fault. Because instead, guess who's running for governor? You've exonerated me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your commission behaved like good little boys. But you can't have it both ways. If the prisoners are guilty, so are you. This is not the kind of attitude I expect from an attorney general. Yeah, well. I've Give it to me. I don't want to be attorney general. I want to be governor. What? I'll see you on the campaign trail, Devlin. Now, I've got a press conference to do. This press conference is annoying as fuck. Go ahead, Brandon. That's how you do it. That is how you behave in that situation when a white, an immoral white man is trying to pressure you into doing something. He was appointed by the governor. He worked for the governor. Governor, his boss. Did he just say, no, 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 the governor is only his boss for this investigation. Okay, and he, and the governor's his boss for this investigation. It is his boss for this investigation. And at no point when the governor was trying to tell him how to do his job, did he listen to the governor? And when the governor tried to threaten him with something, he said, fuck you. I can do something else because the only job in the world is not the job that you're offering me. There's many, many jobs in the world except the one that you're offering me. That's how you stand up to someone who's immoral. motherfucker. That is how you stand up to someone who's immoral. Not, well, you know, he's my boss, so I don't want to get fired, so I'm going to do any terrible thing he tells me to do, like Warden Glenn. No, you tell him, no, I'm not doing that. That's immoral. No. And guess what? I'm going to come for your job instead. How about that? That's how you do And guess what? If he don't get the governor's job, guess what? He'll go be a professor. He'll go be a lawyer. He'll go do something else because there's a million other jobs in the world once you reach that level. That warden can get another job that pays well if you if you got enough experience to get to that level. That's See? all I got. And this dude seems like a Republican asshole, right? So even if you want to be like, well, he might badmouth you. Well, you know, He's a Republican asshole. You can go to another state with a better governor. Yeah. With another prison. Yeah. I felt so that was so proud of Charles Dutton right there. Man, that made me feel good. So, so here's the thing. You're right. 
But Rock still didn't say that shit. He went out there and did a press conference and said this. It is the considered opinion of this commission that though the riot itself and the deaths that followed are tragic, no one in particular is at fault. If no one is at fault, who's who's responsible? We do feel that there are certain measures that can be taken to ensure that an event like this does not happen again. That's it. Yeah, he should have eight mile this nigga. Like he should have said, you know, he ain't the governor. His real name is Clarence. Like he should have, he should have went for it during this press conference. Right. This nigga bribed me to try and say that it wasn't his fault. And guess whose fault it was, Clarence. Exactly. <laughs> have you ever heard that story about 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 that scene? No. Apparently, um, Clarence um, did an interview. And he said Eminem came to him right before they filmed that and was like, yo, uh, can I want to change the script up a little bit. Um, so this this nigga Eminem Wikipedia him and those situation about his parents and where he's from and stuff like that is real is real he was talking about him that reaction that he had where he looked stunned with that microphone in his hand is his real ass reaction to eminem going through his wikipedia page and talking about him personally on that fucking microphone that's fucking brilliant (laughs) his real name might be clarence i want to go yeah that you know papa doc Everybody got stage names. Oh God, that is great. <laughs> this nigga is about to be Captain America. His real name is Clarence still. <laughs> Captain Clarence. So here's my problem. Since nobody was at blame, this was an entirely pointless, pointless episode. All of it. Storyline standpoint. But for a mystery, it was dope. Yeah, I mean, I I I wouldn't call it dope. It was interesting, but like the fact of the matter is, the whole episode is about Scott fucking Ross. Is the reason why it's wait 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 his full name his full name going forward is Scott fucking Ross's stinking ass. (laughs) It's like a trial call question. You got to say the whole thing. Nobody likes Scott fucking Ross's thinking ass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Brandon, who'd you think uh, was the MVP of this episode? Charles Dutton. Me too. Uh, yeah, I absolutely. thought he was great. Absolutely. This episode interacting I- with all these different characters, um, and you know, kind of, you know, and the, as the character, kind of coming to their level, you know, trying to play different angles with different people. Um, like you know, he knows how to play the game. I feel and like he, he brought the best out of a lot of characters. And even as an actor, he is the only person so far that didn't let Saeed eat his ass up. Mm-hmm. 
he is the only person so far that 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 has 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 withstand withstood one of Saeed's tirades or like you know like because there's so much like I said so much power in Saeed and what he's saying and how he says it and like it was like no nah, fuck that like you know what I mean like I I love that about this like I said just watching him go full on encyclopedia brown skin was it, it was it was a joy to me i mean it was at the the expense of the show yes but i mean who wouldn't want i mean seriously if you went on the id channel today and you turned it on and there was a show called detective rock <laughs> i wouldn't be mad about that shit nope no no mm-mm so what was your favorite scene of the uh, episode, Brandon? Uh, my favorite scene was Dutton talking to um, Beecher and when he was talking to Beecher. And because Beecher was like, he was just playing. He was just, I don't know, even know how to describe it. Like he was, he went, he had all these different emotions and, you know, he was going from like, you know, nice guy to kind of like, uh, duplicitous to mm-hmm. like I'm gonna get myself out of here like I don't know what angle he was playing or what he was doing but it was interesting then he shook his hand at the end and was looking all weird and <laughs> I, I thought that scene was great and that's what I really like about Charles just Dutton being on this show is that each one of us for our favorite scene it was a scene that had case in it yep. and I feel like he literally brought the best out of every person that he was on screen with because mm-hmm. I've never seen Whittlesley. When I said Whittlesley, I've never seen her act that well. Like, that was the yeah. best monologue I've ever seen her do on this entire show. It might have been the best monologue I saw her do in any show she was in. Yeah. Better than anything she did in The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. I, only, I only seen a little bit of Nurse Jackie, so I can't really call that. Yeah, me too. But, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I hope that he comes back. Uh, Brandon. I can't even ask you what you think happens next because this was literally a throwaway episode. Well, I do kind of have an idea what happens next. We're going to see Dutton, you know, starting his, hopefully we'll see him starting his run for governor if he keeps around this season. No, we never see this nigga ever again. This is the only episode he's in. Are you serious? Sorry to burst your bubble. He never comes back. He doesn't run for governor. He doesn't do none of that shit. What? That don't make no sense. Exactly. Precisely. That's why I'm saying this is a pointless episode. If this was also, then he would have become like he would have started running for governor against Devlin. Yeah, that would have been dope. But nope. This is the only episode he's in at all. Oh. He brings out the best of everybody and then leaves. I he's like no your daddy. What to look? <laughs> I have no idea what to look for. It's <laughs> <laughs> like your dad. That one time he showed up to your football game. You score 25 points because your dad shows up in the stands and the next day he goes to get milk and never comes home. <laughs> right? The next day you score two points and nobody knows why. Oh, God. Mm, mm-mm. But to everybody who's checking out the show, we greatly appreciate it. Please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to the show at. If the place you listen to the show at doesn't have reviews, go to Apple. That's really it. Um, also, um, you can email us at return to Oswald at gmail.com. We thank y'all for all your emails and correspondence on Twitter. You can hit us up at return to Oswald. Um, 
And yeah, that's really about it. Scar, you got anything popping off? Um, no, nothing. New. Okay, um, just start here slinging this wax, dog. Brandon, nope, nothing. All right, for sure. Well, y'all, um, we want to thank you so much for taking time out to listen to us. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, for Brandon and Scar, I'm I'm Derek. Y'all be good. Peace. Peace out. Peace. Single simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.